Hey there, welcome to Walkin' and Talkin'. Today we're gonna be talking about if there is a God, why is there coronavirus? As of this time, there are about 50 some cases in the US. So whenever you're listening to this, who knows what the situation will be. But in any case, a conversation rose this week that started to talk about if there was a God, why is there coronavirus? And that is a good question. The idea being, there's this bad thing happening. Why isn't God stopping it? And that is it's a question for a lot of different situations that we find ourselves in. There's something bad happening. Why? Why are there bad things in the world and so on? Why isn't God addressing it? Needless to say, there are endless books on this topic. And I don't know what more I can really add to those books. But anyway, I'm going to give it my best shot here. And we'll just talk a little bit about some of my observations. Some of the things I think have helped me understand the issue of evil in the world. And how to reconcile that with an understanding about God. So the route that we'll take to talk about this is, one, we'll talk about worldviews. Two, what is God's worldview? Three, why trust God's worldview? And four, how then to live in God's worldview? How to live in a world where coronavirus exists? And that's the outline I think we'll try to follow. I might digress here and there. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. So worldviews, what we're really talking about here are worldviews. How do we see the world? What's our perspective on things in the world? As an example, naturalism would be a worldview. The idea that everything we see, that's all there is. It's all there is to it. There's nothing spiritual going on. We're just here by a process of evolution and natural phenomena. It's all there is. It's all that exists, all that ever was, all that ever will be. In that kind of worldview, coronavirus would be seen as just another natural occurrence, neither good nor bad. It's just the way it is. Other worldviews would be some worldviews that have a bad view of God, I would say. For example, a worldview of this is God's curse on the world. It's God's punishment. Sure, we've, we've all heard the teaching of hurricanes and other natural disasters being God's vengeance on a certain situation and so on. And I don't think that's necessarily a good worldview either. And so we come to the situation of what is a good worldview, right? Or what's a real worldview, what is true. And that's that's what we need to try to seek out and see if there is even truth to be found, a reality. What What is reality? What is a good worldview? What is a real worldview? Anyway, I think we can all agree, though, that something is wrong. Death is not a good thing. There is bad in the world, and I'm sure we can all come up with any number of examples of extreme evil, of badness in the world. And so we can agree that something is wrong. And I think God sees it that way too. So we want to take a look at what is God's worldview. And to do that, I think we need to go back to the point of origin of the world. And we'll look at the book of Genesis for that. And I I think it's important to go back to the beginning for a worldview or the point of origin, just like it is with a virus. We want to go back to that point of origin for a proper understanding. Otherwise, we can place blame wrongly or come up with a non-viable solution, an inadequate solution to what the problem is if we don't understand properly the problem or the, or 
in this case, the worldview, like with, let's say, the coronavirus, if our view of it was only that I caught it from Fred, sorry if your name is Fred, <laughs> but if I caught the coronavirus from Fred and that was as far back as I went trying to find the origin, I would say Fred is the problem. So let's quarantine Fred or just get rid of Fred and then that's the whole solution. Well, that's not really the origin of the problem, right? Fred just didn't cover his mouth when he was coughing. So I got it, but, uh, but Fred is not the origin of the issue. We need to go all the way back to the origin to understand what the virus is, to find a vaccine or or a solution for it. And I think it's the same with figuring out a, a worldview when looking at the question we're looking at today. So what is the origin of God's worldview? In Genesis, we find an account that over ages, the world is created and he says it's good. And he creates mankind and says mankind is good and he gives free will. So in Genesis, we find that there's a falling out with God. And the result of it is death enters the world. And so that falling out, that distance from God just continues to escalate and that division from God just grows worse. But we also find as the story continues on that God just doesn't relinquish us to ourselves. From then on, he's constantly trying to intervene and find people who will listen. And God is trying to rectify the situation. And so we find that that is the reality we're in now, that we live in a world where we are distanced from God. There's death and there's evil, or there's bad in the world. And again, we see God is constantly trying to rectify that situation. He tries to find people he can work with, such as Noah or Abraham or Isaac and Jacob, and to build up a people who will learn about him. And we find that in God raising up Israel, calling them out of Egypt and trying to teach them about himself and so we have a plethora of accounts of God working towards that end of rectifying the situation of death and evil in the world right up to Jesus. And it's really Jesus is the climax to reconcile this problem of death and evil in the world. But some may ask, why not now? Why doesn't God just fix the situation now? Why is it over time? Why is it taking so long? Why not make all the wrongs right, right now? Why go through this pain, this suffering? One of the areas that really helped me understand was a parable that Jesus told of the weeds and the wheat of a farmer who goes and sows good seed. And then in the night, an enemy comes and the enemy sows bad seeds. And then later on, when the crops start to grow, these servants go out and look at the field and they see that there are weeds growing with the good seed. And so they go back to the, the landowner and say, Master, we thought you sowed good seed, but there's bad seed in the field too. And the landowner says, basically, yep, an enemy has done this. And then they ask, well, shall we go and pull out the weeds, take out the bad and he says, no, don't take it out yet, because if you do, you might end up hurting the good seed. So they're both left there 
He says, don't pull out the bad seed yet, because in doing so, you might harm the good seed, and I don't want the good plants harmed. And he says, wait till the end, and in the end, pull it all out together, and then separate the good seed from the bad seed. The point is, wait till the end, and once all of it has grown, each has grown into what it's going to be, once it's all matured and grown, we'll take it all out together, and then separate the good from the bad. And that I think gives us another indication of God's worldview and what's going on in this world that God created, he planted, but at the same time, an enemy has planted. And there is both good and bad growing in the world right now. Both are going to be let go to grow to maturity. And once there's full maturity of both and the good will still survive, then that's when reconciliation, the rectifying of the situation will take place. And so I think there it is. I think there's God's worldview. That then begs the question though, right? Why believe this worldview, this worldview of God as it's presented, as opposed to any other worldview? What makes this worldview a good one, or if I dare say a right one or a true one? That's a very legitimate and a good question, and one that everyone should be asking themselves, I think, really, if you want to have a strong understanding of your own beliefs and I want to offer a few different reasons why I think this worldview from God is a safe bet. I'd say, one, it matches with reality. Test the things that are said, match it against your experience, and you'll find there is death. It is a problem. There is bad. There is evil in the world. These are all things that we want to have taken care of. I think we innately recognize them as bad. And God's worldview speaks to that as well, and a solution. So I would also say, do some of the things that he says, uh, whether in Proverbs or the Psalms, and I think you'll find that they're good. They end up, when practiced in reality, as good things. Third, I would say take a look at Jesus' resurrection. You'll find many who set out to disprove it actually ended up believing in the resurrection because there's just overwhelming historical evidence to that probability as opposed to any other explanation. So if that is true, if Jesus resurrected, did all the things that are claimed as proof of his power over death, and it's a backing up of the worldview and God's ability to offer a solution to the problem of death and evil. And really, it's the cornerstone of the situation. And without it, uh, without the resurrection, all of this is just foolishness, really. We, we might as well be doing something else, living it up till the end, because otherwise it's just nonsense without the actuality of the resurrection. And so that's another thing to really look into. And fourth, uh, I think I'd say, who else? Who else can really stand next to Jesus and be compared as far as an authority on life, on love, on what's really going on? And I think you'll find no one really can. Finally, and this is probably the biggest why I believe God's worldview, I think for each of us, there's a different answer that's going to suffice. Each of us are dealing with different thoughts, arguments that hinder us or that challenge our worldview in one way or another. And I probably am not going to be able to answer that. I can offer what has helped me and what I've heard has helped others, but I've found that there's nothing that sufficiently answers why believe God's worldview more than hearing from God himself. And so to that end, I would say, ask him. 
Ask God himself. I mean, if he's real, he should be able to answer you. Ask him, why should I believe your worldview? And I think it is largely an experience, a hearing from God himself, that sufficiently answers our heart's desire to know that this is a worldview that we can trust in, that God's worldview is true. And so ask him. There's nothing wrong with that prayer. Oh God, if there is a God, show me the way or help me now or whatever manifestation it may take. It's a good prayer to start with. So ask him. That brings us to, I have a worldview with both God and coronavirus in it now. So what? What do I do with that? I'm still in a world with death and dying and evil. What do I do? How then do I live in God's worldview, a world with coronavirus? And I'd say, as God's student, listen, start learning from him. You'll see that's what God is constantly saying. Just listen to me and I'll help you out. I'm trying to teach you about me, about life, about the world, about how to live well. Listen to me. And so that's the first. Be God's student, listening to him. And we'll learn things along the way. Death is a problem, but it's not the end. We learn that this material world is not all there is, and it's not even the most important. We'll learn that he has done and is doing something about these problems. And mostly we'll see that he is good. We'll learn that he is loving and he acts in love and we'll learn what love is. And finally, how then to live in God's worldview, even in a world with coronavirus. We live building our trust based on knowledge. As we grow in our understanding of things, that trust in God grows. And that's what we want to build up, is that trust. And that's why I think God is constantly talking about seeking him, seek understanding, knowledge of God and his ways. Seek him and what he's doing, and know that he's working it out for good, uh, and that the day will come when he rectifies all wrongs. So the question of is there a God and why is there coronavirus is, I think, largely a question of worldview. And we need to take a look at our worldview and really give it a legitimate once over and become a seeker of truth and what's real. And that takes some investment and it takes some time and it's not instantaneous. Primarily, if you take nothing else away from this, maybe just take this one thing and that's to ask him for yourself. God, what is your worldview? What can I do to find truth? It's something I'm constantly asking myself. What is real? God, help me to see you for who you really are, not for even who I want you to be or see the world how I want to see it, but to see things as they really are, that I may live in reality, that I may truly know what's real. And I, I think that is a way to seek God. And I encourage you to keep walking on that road and talking about it. And that's what we'll keep doing here. So thanks for listening. I appreciate it. All right. See you next time.